Welcome to the Market Podcast. Here we come together to explore the lives of any and all entrepreneurs and dive into their business. Today, we have the opportunity of interviewing a very special guest, Mr. Drew Neal. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Ross. What's going on, man? Heck yeah, man. You know, things are going good. And uh, I got to tell you, you know, when I first uh, reached out to you and connected with you, I was, you know, definitely honored that you would decide to come on this show, but I knew that you were going to bring a power pack podcast. So thanks for committing to this, man. Come on, man. It's going to be great. And, uh, you know, Ross, we always have a good time, man. That's that's so, right. Honest to God. When have we not had a good time? You know, come on. So uh, a little bit about you, Drew, and I'm going to just kind of touch on it. And I'd love for you to chime in. Uh, but you've done everything from real estate investing, from you know building small businesses, connecting with world leaders, and helping create solutionary uh, mindsets. Uh, I've watched you develop, you know, everything from leading a nonprofit church uh, to you know many other things. And right now, uh, you're building a new company, which is your Solutionary Ventures. Um, can you kind of tell us a little bit more about that right now? Uh, kind of what you're doing with that because that's what i'm really excited to talk about yeah certainly so you know uh what we all have in common here right now is that uh we know that building a business is not an easy adventure yes. um and you know and we all de determine success in, in many different ways right mm -hmm. so I, I really feel like there's a need for a redefinition of success from a point of significance that would allow us to really have the tools we need to measure our impact over just simply the typical metrics of zeros in my bank account, square footage mm -hmm. in my house, you know, things acquired for me are not wrong, but mm -hmm. when it's our sole motivator, uh, mm -hmm. we can get a little distracted in, uh, in the realm of what it re really means to dignify people with value. Mm -hmm. So I think the greatest exchange we can make as entrepreneurs is really solving problems for people. And of course, doing well while we do good. And uh, Solutionary Ventures is a you know conglomerate of small startups that are all offering services to entrepreneurs, whether in the personal development, organizational development, or in funding, that allows wow. entrepreneurs to really succeed, but to really do it from a solutionary mindset. And so I have a methodology, a framework behind what a solutionary is, and uh, and I really believe we're branding this really as the new modern entrepreneur who has. Wow a strong social and emotional intelligence. So wow. uh, it's uh, it's kind of cool to see uh, things really open up here in the last year and a half. Uh, that's awesome, man. So tell me this, okay? Uh, and when I first talked to you about this, I loved your approach on it because you know, you're know you adding in right a whole perspective rather than just a decimal amount. Because we, we both know that if we're just focused on you know getting a decimal amount, um, we will never fulfill our full happiness and therefore we can never make a greater impact right? Why, I guess my question is, what led you down to this road? What was it that took you from, hey, I, you know, I'm, by the way, your bio is incredible. You're, you know, you're traveling the world. I've watched your story. It's been so awesome. I mean, the things that you've done across, even in Europe, I and mean, you've had a great influence over there. How do you go from that to, you know what, man, I'm going to just rebuild it all to where I'm going to create this solutionary product. What drove you to that? Well, I you know, I think everyone's motivated by results, right? We all mm -hmm. want results, real results that are, you know, uh, really bring satisfaction, happiness to us. Uh, that's sustainable. And I think people are just generally exhausted with the idea of keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, if we got to double tap another photo, you know, like, and feel like that's the the sum total of our existence. Yeah. Uh, people are dying, you know, yeah. emotionally, socially. And then you just put on top of it just the dynamics of the last, you know, 
you know, 14 months that we've had and shutdowns and social distancing, um, our social and emotional intelligence has never been more challenged than wow. what it is right now. And so I believe it's placing this demand on business that business have a social and emotional intelligence um, so that we can drive real results that we can be proud of and not, you know, I think the story behind, you know, zeros and square footage mm -hmm. is not always an authentic path. And I think there's a lot of different ways people can acquire those things and it not necessarily be meaningful. And I think people really, uh, I think automation is going to get us into zeros and square footage. And I don't even think we're going to have to hardly think about that actually anymore. Mm -hmm. And wow. I think we're going to be, we're becoming so wealthy and so intelligent as a civilization mm -hmm. that those things no longer determine, uh, you know, my brilliance because machines are going to do all the brilliant things. Yeah. Now I have to be aware of people because that's something machines can't do. Mm -hmm. So automation is really changing the game where now I have to become aware of humans mm -hmm. and algorithms and data and all those things are going to get me to a point of where I, I I'm distributed. I have access. I'm available. My impact, you know, those types of things are going to happen. Volume mm -hmm. and units sold and I, all those things are figured out now. Yeah. I can pay people very quickly to do those things. Now mm -hmm. it's really about did I make a connection? Was mm -hmm. I authentic with myself? Did I betray myself in the midst of, you know, leveraging those things? Or did I represent myself correctly in an authentic identity? And uh, and I think people really want that. And, and so what you're seeing is you're seeing this kind of, you know, I don't want to get too political here, but ultimately mm -hmm. I think – there's a maternal instinct that's being brought in with the paternal instinct that's mm -hmm. been dominating the business space. And so I wow. think when you get those two instincts together, it's what's mm -hmm. bringing this emotional and social intelligence into the marketplace. And so I'm really excited about that. I, honestly, I think it's a great time to be a woman, by the way. I mean, like, <laughs> right. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, there's no greater opportunity than right now for women in Come the on. marketplace. Um, and in every space that I'm working in politics, you know, the government world, the business world and the church world, all three I'm heavily involved in. And so I, it's, it's a great time. And, uh, and so anyways, I think that those instincts are being elevated right now across multiple spheres and it's just changing the questions that we ask. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we need to have platforms that can help us retool things that we're familiar with, but we just need to slightly reposition ourselves so that we're making sure we're meeting those needs. And so, um, and so I'm excited to offer that. And, and so obviously um, financial intelligence, emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence, I think you bring that, that level of depth and maturity to business, you're going to crush it. Yeah. A thousand percent because let's face it, what you're, what you're uh, um, taking on right now is ultimately creating a full you know, a whole life perspective on how to do business because let's face it, there aren't classes out there. I mean, yes, of, of course, here and there, but you don't go to school and they don't teach you about balancing your, you know, your bank account, making sure you, this is how you create a business. This is how you take care of the emotional hurdles when, you know, your business fails or it's, it, it, it succeeds. Right. And so there's a huge need for this in the marketplace. Right. And, and so I love that, 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 that you're taking that on because that, you, you know, not a lot of people have taken ground on that issue. You know, there's all these Instagrammers and, and, and YouTubers. Oh, hey, let's get rich. The two week how to make a million plan. But no one ever talks about when you get the million. OK, well, how do you make sure that you align with that purpose? Because you can get there, but it doesn't mean that you're emotionally or spiritually there. And guess what? You know, I, and I know you know this. 
the worst feeling in the world is being on a beautiful beach vacation with your family, but yet still feeling like the guy who's not even at the beach. You're stuck in Michigan where it's freezing cold, right? I mean, that's what happens if you don't yeah. take care of the spiritual and the emotional parts of it, right? Yeah, 100%. You know, a lot of people are familiar with Tony Robbins' content and who he is. And he's really championing this idea of, you know, the 80% versus the 20%, meaning that 80% of our success is done internally. And 20% of our success is hard skill metrics, business plans, all those types of things. But ultimately, you know, businesses are a foreshadow of our internal world mm. and people who have healthy internal worlds, people who have focused internal worlds, people who are you know, self-aware of, of the experience they're bringing to people. Um, your business is just a reflection of the person who's leading the business. So, you know, Ross, even what you're doing in real estate, mm -hmm. um, it, it can just be selling homes or For people sure. can be connecting with Ross's story mm -hmm. and the legacy part that's so important to you at giving people a fresh beginning, a new start, a new place, because you carry a powerful story of having that same breakthrough in your own life. And so all of a sudden your significance, your meaning, your authenticity, authenticity gets elevated in the midst of a transaction of selling a home. And all of a sudden you're living on purpose and not just making money. Right. Yeah. And so when you can bring those values forward, when you bring, um, you know, your value on family, the value on your faith, your emotional intelligence, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with structure, your relationship with money, all those things and how those get defined impact the way you lead your business. And so when we're willing to do the internal work, we're able to have an external result that is much deeper, much more rich and much more satisfying long term. And ultimately, it impacts way more people. You know, I love what you said there. And I want to hit on something because you said it once we know who we're, what we're aligned with and what we stand for and, and how we go about our business, then we, it can help us with structure. It can help us with a plan. The reason why that's so key and what I hear right when you say that is. There have been times, and I know, and I know you could say the same, where we say yes to something that we shouldn't have said yes to because we don't fully understand the direction and our values and our beliefs and where we need to be. And that yes that we partnered up with wasn't supposed to take place. And then we fall down the, the, you know, a spiral because we're trying to commit to everything. Where to what you're saying is, hey, once we know our structure, once we know our path, we align ourselves, okay, we bring this kingdom-like mindset right to everything. It doesn't need to always be yes, it can be no, and it can be, hey, listen, this is where I'm going, right? But you can't get there unless you have that foothold of what you're talking about, correct? Yeah, ultimately I train people, entrepreneurs in this all the time, and it's, you know, and it's the ability to become focused. And the first step of becoming focused is understanding what a competing commitment is. Mm. And we have to be able to measure what commitments we have in our lives that are actually supporting our purpose versus the commitments in our lives that are just supporting opportunity that are not authentic to who we are, right? Mm, yeah. And so when you have a deep awareness of who you are, a deep awareness of your purpose, a deep awareness of your core motivator, your why, Simon Sinek stuff, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when, you have a, when you have a growth mindset, you know, Dr. Carol Dweck, when you have these types of principles, you know, um, involved and in discovering and having an awareness of your internal world, it allows you to, to align your external decisions and your external commitments with that reality or that understanding. Mm. And what it produces is a much more authentic result. But I mean, to go back to what you said, you know, in response first, documentation, 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 mm. the same way the documentation creates successful businesses, documentation creates successful people. 
And so, and when we say success, we're talking about significance of impact, the mm -hmm. amount of people. I want to measure how many people's lives have I impacted. Mm -hmm. You know, because what's exciting is that when water goes to the water hose, uh, the water hose gets wet. You know, right. yeah. I can do well for myself by doing good for others. That's right. I can release what I have, my solution, um, my breakthrough, my superpower, however you want to, you know. Love uh, that. Love that you call it a superpower, by the way. Yeah, Love yeah, that. yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, it's about something moving through me, not something moving to me, mm. right? And so when something moves through you, it's a much more selfless uh, paradigm because it's about benefiting others. And, you know, um, I always like to say this, you know, love is for me, favor is meant to move through me. So we all deserve to be loved. And, uh, but the favor, there's a superpower, there's a unique thing that's possible when I walk into the room that otherwise never would be possible. And, and so when I'm aware of that and I'm aware of how to make that available for other people to benefit, I mean, powerful things can begin to be possible when it comes to impact in business, the products we offer, the services we offer, whether it's, you know, teach you how to do it, done with you, done for you, no matter what your business model is, uh, when you have that awareness, it's powerful. So documentation. And so in the yeah. same way that we like to have business plans to document a successful business, I'm also at the same time taking people through purpose mapping, uh, purpose planning, uh, so that they can understand their internal world. And in the same way that we ask these questions, you know, there's 10 major categories of a business plan, right? They, they, that's what they train you at Harvard Business School, you know? Right. And uh, we can ask those same 10 questions for ourselves. Yeah. So when we first do that inventory of who we are, we're then able to really define the business that we want to run and do it at a level like we could have never dreamed. I love it. I love that. And I want to piggyback on that with you. We were at dinner one time. And you, you, you know, we're talking about realigning your focus, you know, kind of channeling where you want to go and, and, and really rediscovering the person for what they're fit for to then give them their unique ability to then do what their purpose is for. Right. And you said something to me, we were at dinner, we had just done like a little photo shoot because for those of you that don't know, I used to be a photographer and I still love photography, uh, but we, we got done with the photos and we were eating at the right and company. And you said something to me, you said, you know, Ross, there's a difference between taking ground and holding ground and you need to know who you are in that. And then you said, you said to me, you said, you know, Ross, it's important to know who you are in that because if you take ground and you're good at taking ground, then you need to come up with a solutionary mindset of who can help hold ground for you if you're going to do that. But the, the hard part is, is so many entrepreneurs, they want to take ground and they want to hold ground when their purpose is only to take ground and then harvest the people that can hold the ground for them as they keep taking, right? Uh, but the problem that I found in that moment is I never thought about that. And so here I was in these positions in life where I was I was holding ground. Every position I held ground, I held ground, I held ground, but I was never fulfilled. And when you said that to me, obviously my mind started to twirl. And uh, of course, you've seen my life kind of pan out the way it is. And, you know, from that circumstance and other people that influenced my life, I was able to get into real estate and things. Uh, but, you know, real estate is very much of a take ground business. You know, I'm going to find this person. I'm going to go get them a house. Boom. Job accomplished. Now let's help nurture the relationship and make sure everyone feels fulfilled. Right. And so being able for you to even put that in front of me to understand, hey, Ross, you need to know what it means to take ground that pole vaulted my mindset into, okay, what is possible and what does that look like? Right. But without having those conversations and knowing the details, how do you discover it? Right. So I guess my question to you is say someone's here right now, you know, and they're out, they're watching the show and they're listening to us talk and they're going, you know, man, 
I'm, I'm at this job. I like this job, but I don't really know if I'm an entrepreneur, but I know I'm not in it. Could that person still help and benefit themselves, you know, by coming through your course and how would, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. So I, people need to be self-aware, you know, yeah. and, and they have I know to I give you a mouthful, by the way, I gave you a whole, no, that's great. That's yeah. great. Well, first of all, I mean, let's just say, I mean, the dinner at Wright and Co is always good. So Dr. <laughs> Wright and Co Detroit, I mean, <laughs> Come on. I mean, Detroit has some of the best food yeah. I mean, I've traveled all over the world and Detroit is it's food game is like on point. So that's for right. all the Detroit haters out there, you know, <laughs> just back it up for a minute. Okay. Um, right and Co. So, uh, but that moment was significant, not, just because of what I said, but because mm -hmm. it triggered a moment of inventory for you, right? Mm -hmm. To begin to measure yourself, your behavior, how, what experience you offer for people and the results of your life. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, you know, there's a lot of tools here today for us to discover uh, more awareness. You know, the DISC assessment is about behavior. You know, um, you look at Myers-Briggs and this is, you know, talks a lot about, you know, the different role you would have on a team and, um, you know, uh, strength finders 2.0, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, is all about what are your, what are your key strengths? And then of course, Enneagram is the rage now. And it's kind of a hybrid of a couple of these different things. And, and so we're all doing these profiles because we're trying to become more aware of how we, what our preferences are and how we behave and those types of things. So, um, I, not to get too in depth, but ultimately there is a nature and there is a nurture, right? There's things that we're hardwired with, and there's also things that get shaped. And ultimately through our journey of life, our nature, what we're hardwired with is responding to our, to our nurture. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to decide whether we agree with the experience we had from other people and other situations. And so in that we build our truth. And so our truth is really a mixture of what I was born and have a default wiring on versus the experience I had that told me either that worked or didn't work, or I should do more of this or less of this. And so what I find though, is that many people build that belief system off of pain and a reaction more than, than an awareness of, of what is possible. Mm -hmm. And, and so what I find in inventory moments is that in our need to want to protect and our need to try to like, you know, whatever deal and, uh, and process difficult things and past failures that everyone has this lens in that moment that says, I'm going to determine my future according to my past. Mm. And so even with what you're talking about, Ross, in that moment, that's what happened. You're mm. saying I've had some past experiences and I'm now predicting my future. My, and the commitments I'm making are determined on trying to be a stable person. And yeah. you had, you know, come up with this idea of what stability looked like and all these different expectations. And you were, you know, you were trying to, you know, Great. put on Saul's armor to have put a biblical thing on there. David, <laughs> little guy, you know, he couldn't handle the armor. It was too big, right? Too heavy. So it's like, we, we can't try to put on someone else's expectations. We got to be aware of what's going to set us up to succeed. And so as we begin to do that, um, it opens those things up. And so just, you know, going through personal inventory, understanding where we're at, where did we thrive? Where was our greatest moments? What was our most difficult moments? Why would, why did we respond the way we did? What made us succeed in those moments and understanding them, processing the emotions behind those things really open up this opportunity for us to say, Hey, this worked. I'm going to try more of that. This didn't work. I'm going to do less of that. You know, and this place where I had ideas embraced that felt really energizing for me. And, um, you know, and, and so there's just a, there's a thousand ways to, to start the process. What's important is that people just do it. They put the work in to go yes. understand and increase their emotional intelligence on how they relate with themselves. 
That's good, man. You know, and and the thing is, as you said, you, you basically to, to rewind a bit, your your focus is on just finding it. It's not it's not about you know not finding it because we, we could sit around all day and go, oh man, you know, like all right, this this is too big of an obstacle, or oh, you know, I'm not good at this or whatever. But you're never gonna even be able to take a crack at it unless you just go all in and do that inventory, right? And and sometimes, and I know people are thinking this. Well, if I take an inventory, I'm going to find all this stuff that I'm being lazy on or that I could do. And, you know, sometimes the mirror is hard to look at, you know, this. And I want to ask you this question, Drew. Say someone is watching this and they're, and they're going back and they're going, man, you know, I took an inventory, you know, my actions. I'm kind of being lazy lately and stuff. How does someone turn that around? Right. How do you how do you go from a, hey, I'm kind of slouching. I'm in the graveyard spot. Right. I, I really have no motivation to get there. What is something to kind of re reenact that hope and purpose to get the fire in them to keep moving to, to even create an inventory, right? Yeah, yeah for me, lack, lack of motivation is simply lack of awareness of, of my purpose. Mm. You know, because when you know who you are and why, two most important days of your life, the day you're born and the day you know why, mm. two most important days. Wow. People who are not motivated don't understand why they exist. And so because of that, they don't know how to live out of passion because they don't, they haven't experienced passion because they haven't worked in the place of what, you know, of why they exist. And, and while there isn't a precise science behind that, because of the nature piece, what I was hardwired with, you know, there's some people have dominant personalities. Some people have the manager personality. Some people have the, I'm outgoing and verbal. You know, some people are internal processors and would rather reply as an email than have a conversation. You know, some people yeah. want to go to the big dance. Some people want to stay home in the PJs on Friday night. Right. <laughs> there's hardwired things in us. Why am I hardwired that way? Mm. And what does significant living look like? People who are not motivated are people who don't know why they exist. And, and I really believe that if we can discover why we exist, that motivation will come in droves. Mm. I mean, it's like, I love to work. You know why I love to work? Cause I'm working in my purpose. That's right. Come on. I'm, I, you know, I'm, that's what I'm doing. You know, Drew Neal. Well, right. I exist to help leaders grow by discovering wise and innovative solutions for their greatest challenges. Mm. And that statement right there governs my life. Wow. That statement right there is the reason I get up every day. Yeah. I mean, it's all about wisdom and innovation for the most challenging things because I believe that I'm not a problem. I'm a solution. I was Come made on. to solve a problem. My purpose was made to solve a problem for somebody else in the world. Mm. And That's when you right. realize that your existence is actually for the benefit of others, man, you can't help but want to find out who do I resonate with? Who has a problem that I can solve? What, you know, and you want to talk about passion. You want to talk about inspiration. You get out there. I've traveled in 18, you know, I've worked in 18 different countries. Mm -hmm. I've, I've met with billionaires. I've sat with prime ministers, attorney generals. I've sat with secretaries of education. I have sat down and in, in, in the dirt and the garbage dumps with the, with the least of these, if you will. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been across the whole spectrum, first world, second world, third world. And the thing that I have found is that when people when you're able to see your ability to have an impact on someone's life mm. and you see that this brings significance out for you, you can't help but want to go after that stuff. Come you can't on. help but want to live that life every single day. Come and that's on. what I do. And that's what I believe a solutionary does. A mm. solutionary knows who they are and they know why they exist. And then they, they build a solution from their purpose. 
How do I build a solution around my superpower, right? How do I how do I build a product? How do I build a service? How do I build an experience around my superpower so I can make my superpower available for people so I can solve a problem? That's then I right. build a business around the product and then I run a sustainable business, right? And it dignifies someone with value and then I run it sustainably and then all of a sudden I have wealth, I have legacy and I've and I've had an impact on someone's life and they're better today because I did it. Come on. Come on. Dude, you got me all fired up right now. I'm about to walk out of my grow office. My wife's gonna, my wife's gonna be like, "What happened in there?" I'd be like, "I am Jack. Let's go." You know, but the, it, the truth is, is when I hear you saying this, I understand because I've lived in a place where I did not understand that I was a solutionary, right? I didn't understand that I had purpose, and then now that I discover it, you know, I look around and I'm like, "Come on." Doesn't everyone see that there's only one crack at this? You get one time to be here. And there was something that someone said to me one time. There's nothing more selfish than holding back your unique gifts and talents that the world needs. The world needs your gifts and talents. I mean, this is the thing. Like, Drew, you're an amazing leader. You have this ability to connect people. You always have. Without Drew Neal, this product wouldn't be able to be here to save people's lives. And, and not only that though, but without Drew Neal living out his full purpose, we wouldn't have had that, you know, that dinner that we had together that put those sparks in my head, right? And it's because you were allowing your yes mentality along with your purpose and bringing the solution that you even had that opportunity. And it's not that you win every day, but it's that you keep progressing and keep trying right? You're, you're never giving up on your main mission is of this is who I am and this is where I'm going. And what you said at the end is out of, as a result of that wealth, happiness, fulfillment, it all becomes of it. You know, last year I had one of my best years financially. And uh, I told my, you know, right before we ended actually 2019, yeah, going into 2020 was one of my best years. And I was so depressed, so depressed, man. I mean, I had it all. I had the cars, the Harleys, the beautiful wife, the kids, the house. I was depressed. You know, I've said it on this show before. And it was because I didn't understand my why. Why was I waking up every day? Why would I keep going? Because once you dangle the carrot and you get all the carrots, it's kind of over at that point. And so I love what you're doing, Drew. I think that this is an amazing uh, opportunity for so many people. Anyone to not jump on this course if they don't know where they're at or even need that push is crazy, right? In my opinion. So, you know, um, now tell me this. Where would someone go about? So if I'm if I'm I'm a hundred percent sold out, I want to I want to start the process. I want to get into your program. Where do they go and how do they have access to it? Yeah, they can just go to solutionarylabs.com. That's the best place to go right now, and um, they can find my coaching programs. They can find my courses, and um, I have a tremendous event actually. Uh, okay. Registration's not open for it. We just announced the save the date for March twenty sixth and twenty seventh. It's the Solutionary Mindset Mastermind. Awesome. And uh, we're going to be talking about this convergence of financial intelligence, emotional intelligence, and spiritual intelligence, how to bring those together, and then how to build a business around it. Um, I've, got, um, I've got 12 different speakers. It's a two-day event. It's going to be remarkable industry-level guys. We've got uh, former NFL players. We've got uh, wow. uh, venture capitalists. We've got uh, Silicon Valley disruptors. We have... Uh, I've got a tremendous entrepreneur named Shay Bynes. She has 28,000 people on her platform wow. as she's trained and mentored. And she's really bringing just disruption into the space as a really strong African-American female entrepreneur. Mm. And so there's just a lot of neat stuff there. And, um, you know, I've got uh, a neuro coach. 
uh, named Brian Orm out of California, who's just remarkable. I've got a, um, an advisor to the UN uh, who has just tremendous influence, understanding how do you take your emotional intelligence and then shift that into influence to really drive outcomes. So just, we got relationship experts. We got some of the wow. top spiritual trainers in the world. I mean, just amazing stuff. And um, Dude, this is incredible. It's, it's going to be amazing. And so uh, the registration there will be live. So if you just go to Slow Sharing Labs, get on the newsletter, follow me on social media, uh, you know, we'll be able to uh, get you all connected. Awesome. And I'll put all of this in the description for everybody on every platform that we post that you have full access to this. Now, is it an in-person event? Is it virtual? How does it's someone... Virtual. It yeah. is virtual. Okay. It's great. Yeah. So it's going to be a Friday night and then uh, a Saturday morning through the afternoon. Perfect. And, uh, so we're going to have main sessions, some breakouts, some Q&A panels, and uh, it's going to bring a lot of value. So we'll have a VIP yeah. experience as well. So you get a little more access to the speakers. Uh, really, really great there. And... Um, and you're going to get some significant opportunities to partner with me as well, long-term with Solutionary. So it's going to be a great event to be a part of. That's awesome, man. And I look forward to it. In fact, like I, I'm going to tell you this, I'm already committed. So I'm there, you know, and I look forward to, to seeing it because I do believe that you're bringing a, a, a brilliant product here. In fact, I wish that this came two years sooner, <laughs> selfishly, <laughs> you know, because I tell people all the time, there's nothing more important than finding mentors and leaders around you that can help realign because it cuts the time in half. You know, uh, I brought a guy on with me. Um, Austin, and he's on my real estate team, and I've been training and coaching him. And I tell him all the time what my broker now tells me, you know, the, the stuff that my broker teaches me literally eliminates years of headache and, and, and strife. Because, you know, when you have someone who's already taken the ground for you, they can give you the play by play. And so really? this, this really, I mean, if time is our ultimate element, right, everyone has the same amount, we want to mitigate our time and make it the best use possible. I think it's beyond a necessity to have something that helps you realign your focus and, and your and your and your whole being right i mean not just your focus but like you said every aspect so come on man. Man. so good i'm excited so well Drew, thank you for coming on the podcast man uh, i love what, what you're doing keep going uh, congratulations on your fifth child you, you, you're, you. you're a beautiful baby girl so for those of you that don't know he has four boys and one beautiful girl and uh you know, I was waiting. It was only a matter of time before you had your daughter, right? The last shot and uh, we, we did it. So the, the factory shut down now. So we're, <laughs> we're done. We're, we're ready. We've got our five and uh, we're really excited about it. Well, you know, I got to tell you, you are uh, an inspiration to uh, a lot of us and keep doing what you're doing, man, because you're definitely impacting the lives of many and uh, very thankful for you. So keep up the good work. And yeah, I look forward to coming to the new event. Come on, Ross. Thanks so much. And just, man, congrats on your business. Ross, you're killing it. And uh, just so proud of you, man. Thanks, brother. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right.